This episode of Vintage Stormfront Freaks has been previously recorded. I am very honored to do this, first of all. Um, I think many of you know Jen. Uh, if you watch the Weather Channel, she's the co-host of AMHQ from five to nine. Jen, I didn't realize it was a four-hour show. Now, is that right? It's a it's a three-hour show, but I'm on for four hours. You, oh. you know how that goes. So because I'm they on love five you. To six. They love you. They love you. They love you. All right, Monday through Friday, and uh, she earned her BS or bachelor's degree in meteorology from Penn State, another Penn Stater, and is from Philadelphia. And Jen, I imagine you're a Phillies or a Phillies Eagles. Phillies fan and an Eagles fan. Yes. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So this was big for you. Congratulations. All right. She began her career at the Weather Channel as an intern. And that was a year before she graduated. And I remember meeting Jen. And what I remember the most was her smile. Mm -hmm. I just remember oh, yeah. that beautiful smile she had. And I thought, wow, she's, she's going to go far. Anyway, so she came to the Weather Channel full time in 1998 if she graduated. And um, in the early years, I remember she worked I believe is like a, a liaison with the National Weather Service. Yeah, yeah. For a while, Good so Kim. yes, with uh, Ray Ban, um, and also at the same time she was in the Apprentice Program, like I was, and uh, she did great. And I was, a lot of you may remember her in the overnight hours, um, kind of like we all did in the Apprentice Program. And then eventually they got smart, hired her full time on the on camera side. And as a matter of fact, Jen worked with me and Nick in First Outlook mm -hmm. um, for a couple years. She was the yeah. travel expert. Also worked on your weather today, and then eventually she moved on to bigger things. Mm -hmm. But um, what I remember about Jen too is what a hard worker she was, and what a great inspiration. To a lot of people, always kind, always pleasant, never a bad thing about anybody. Mm -hmm. And you know, I saw this firsthand working with Jen. I knew that she was going to be on to bigger and better things, and she eventually worked her way to anchoring the number one show on the Weather Channel, and that's where she is now. Besides all this. Jen also has taught Meteorology 101 to a lot of the people at the Weather Channel that needed to know about the weather before they wrote, you know, a lot of their stories about weather, the producers, the directors. So a lot of people at the Weather Channel who weren't meteorologists, she would teach along with Stu Ostro um, this class that would help them kind of get an idea of what weather was all about, um, but also has developed and led weather camps around the country and continues to speak to students about a passion of hers, which is science, of course. And of course, Jen shares with me a love and respect of dew points. <laughs> another, another reason that I love Jen. And on a personal note, Jen is married to an awesome man, Neil, Aww. who is also a meteorologist at the Weather Channel on the IBM side. They have two beautiful daughters. Jen is an avid runner, always doing marathons, even with her daughters. Of course, she loves Italian food. And she loves family tradition. That's what I know about Jen, especially during the holidays. Jen, we are so happy and honored to have you, especially this month, honoring women in science. And, you know, I was trying to think of a, of a great question to, to lead into, into you. And I thought, you know what, the one thing I don't think I know about Jen is how she got into weather. I mean, what started you on this path? Everybody's got a story. Mm -hmm. Everyone has a story. And most meteorologists have like a big storm. Kim, I know your story is the, the Xenia tornado. And yeah. um, 
you know, that wasn't my story, but by the way, just thank you for that. You're welcome. And we've worked together for so long and I feel like we do know each other well, but I'm impressed by how much that, um, you know, about me. Um, I'm a big fan, Jen. I'm a big fan of of yours (laughs) as well. Um, I was always into the weather, you know, from a young age, I grew up actually in Collegeville, which is a burb of Philly and we had everything. We had big snowstorms, you know, the blizzards, um, in the eighties that were over my head. And as a kid, you know, that wasn't that big, but it was enough to make me think like, you know, just in all of being outside and in the weather. Um, but there were a couple of notable events, hurricane Gloria in, um, I was in the fourth grade and we had off school and it was just raining. And I really didn't know much more than, you know, that it was raining and we're watching it come down and we weren't allowed to go out and play it. I'm just peeking out of the garage. It was lifted just a little bit. And I remember thinking, what makes hurricane rain so special that we don't have to go to school because it was just a rainy day. Right? <laughs> and so, um, I had no idea about the flooding and everything else that was happening. Um, so that was one event. We had big hail at one time in a summertime. I think it was in the, the sixth or seventh grade. And, you know, I remember just sitting at the window, watching it come down, thinking, how does that happen up there? I mean, how did it even get up there in the first place? Right. <laughs> All my parents are scrambling to get the cars in. Um, that was another instance, just a, a number of different weather events. And right. I watched the weather channel. You know, I used to watch Jim Cantori and Mark Mancuso every morning before I went to school, the Italian Aww. stallion power hour That's in the right. morning. Yeah. I planned my day by, you know, I knew that the international business forecast came on at 46 minutes past the hour. And, I mean, I, and I can still remember that clock. Oh my gosh. Um, and so <laughs> all of this just added to, to me being interested in weather always, but I never really thought it was, like a possible career for me until one of my high school math teachers had a bulletin board for careers for people who were interested in math. Yeah. And he was my calculus teacher and meteorologist was one of them. And it was a crossword puzzle and it was up on the, the big bulletin board. And I remember it was like down, down name. I could, I can picture it to this day. So I was like, Oh, I could be a meteorologist. Yeah. And then <laughs> just from there. Awesome. <laughs> It always seems like it's some kind of a weather event though that really gets people like, wow, how does that happen? You know? Yeah. That's awesome. That is awesome, Jen. All right, you guys, anything else you want to ask her before we move on? Do you know, you know, you've made it, Jen, because your introduction was way longer than Cantori's. Yeah. Yes. It was. It was a lot. I'll tell you. I will with him the next time I'm trying to uh, do the tropical update instead of him. So. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Oh, Yeah. Did you have anybody like, did you have uh, maybe a mentor or somebody who helped you through your career or somebody you kind of like looked up to? Yeah, I have to credit a lot of my high school teachers and none of them meteorologists, but, um, and, and really my friends and family too, everyone really supported my interest in weather. And you know, there's not a lot of people, you know, who are meteorologists, right? I mean, did you guys know any meteorologists growing up? Mm-mm. No, no, no. So you don't really see that as a career option, right? You see teachers, you see doctors, and you, you know you see a lot of other things. Um, but that doesn't, I think, strike most kids as a you know something you can do when you get when you become an adult. Um, right. And I just really think you know teachers that you know one was a pilot. Um, he was my homeroom teacher, and he knew about my interest in weather, and also actually interested in flying too. You know we've we've shared that before. Yes. 
Um, and he gave me, he had his, his pilot's license. He gave me some of his textbooks to borrow. And then I realized how much it was about weather yes. when it came to learning to become a pilot. And that just strengthened my interest in weather even more. So it was definitely experiences like that. Yeah. I mean, that's, I started in aviation and realized weather was so intertwined with yeah. it. And yeah. I could actually get a job. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I did have to fly freight and mail and all night long for it, but it is intertwined. I love your decor. Oh yeah. My little <laughs> propellers yeah. back there. So but Jen, you... Jen, tell us a little bit about your path then through the weather channel. Cause it, it sounds like for the most part, you've been there yeah. pretty much your whole career. Yeah. yeah. Which, which is rare. Which, which is yeah. rare. Right. So I guess yeah. tell us a little Brilliant. bit about how that path worked and and why you stuck around when maybe there could have been other opportunities. Um, yeah. And, you know, even just getting to the Weather Channel as an intern, again, it was a situation where I really didn't think anybody got to work at the Weather Channel. It was a select few, you know, like Jim Cantori and Mark Mancuso, who I, I knew from watching, you know, um, Janetta Jones was on at the time. It, um, it didn't strike me as something that I could do. But then I had a um, college professor, uh, it was Lee Grenzi, and uh, he suggested I apply for the position. I did, I got it. And then I, I came there and I was like, wow. I mean, it was just, it was so impressive to be at the Weather Channel. And yet at the same time, everyone there, I've been expected like to walk into a movie studio, right? Like <laughs> all glam and it, it just wasn't like that. And, and you know, it's, it's very much um, a weather geek hangout, just like this wow. all the time. So, uh -huh. so tell me then, I'm going to go through a little list here. Because you've been there um, for a couple of years, who who is who's the brainiest person that you've worked with? The one that's just they just their numbers. They're all about the, yeah. the science of weather. Who would you say that would be? Greg Postel. That guy is on another yeah. level. He is posty. He, yeah, posty. He he writes these discussions. Um, you know, for us internally about what's happening. And I got to go get my textbooks out and look up half the vocabulary in there. <laughs> it's oh my. So yeah, who, okay, next one is Forbes too. Yeah, Forbes too. Yes. Yeah. Okay, who, who's who's the funniest, the funniest person you've worked with that, that will get you in stitches early in the morning or even when you were there before? Oh mm. gosh, these are hard That's questions. A good Everybody, one. It's, we have such a great time at work. Um, I would say Reynolds. Reynolds can oh, crack Reynolds. me up. Yeah, yeah. Reynolds Wolf. Um, but Stephanie yeah. can too. Yeah. So um, okay. we have a, a yeah good time in the morning. Okay. Next one is uh, who is the Jekyll and Hyde? Who's the one that there, there's like two personalities? You don't know which personality you might get. Uh, <laughs> oh, but there's that, yeah, that it's time of the day. Time of the day. Time of the day. You never mm. just know. But it's kind of that too. Because I always get that. They say there's the fun fill and the business fill. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Don't forget so the drunk bill. That's right. <laughs> that's the fun <laughs> bill. That's, we like drunk bill. Yeah. Can I, can I plead the fifth on this one? I mean, yeah, I got to work smart. Yeah. Who do you like? So that's a loaded question, man. You might be able to ask me that. You might be able to ask me that. Two more. Who's the best morning person? Who's the one that doesn't need to get started in the morning? Um, Right now, believe it or not, well, I mean, Kim and Nick, you I mean, we were all great in the mornings, I have to say. Everyone yeah. I've worked with is amazing in the morning. We we get there and, and you know, you, you have to get right to it. I mean, we don't get there that early before the yeah. show. So you really have to bring <laughs> up like everything right away. And anyone who's worked mornings knows that. Um, and so I think every morning crew that I've been with has been um, just okay. fantastic. But Cantori is one that you wouldn't think 
is like, you would think he likes to, you know, stay up late and he does. Um, but he, he gets up in the morning and he's on the minute he walks in the door. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And then the last one, who, who's the biggest party animal? <laughs> biggest <Carpagno>. party animal. <laughs> 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 um, Who's the one that will always know. get the party started? I mean, is it Kim? Um, it might be. Yeah. It might be. Um, Dean and Kim. Carl Parker. You guys don't know. He goes to all these Rush concerts. I mean, he travels with oh, them. You know, I've got a Rush t-shirt on. Rush. Ah, yeah, know. there you go. Who is this? Carl Parker. He's one of our specialists. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he's I, a I still can't believe Carl Parker had long hair once. Yeah, <laughs> he said he had long hair once. I can't. He's I like haven't seen a picture cut, though. You know. Yeah. To think I of know. Party with he, long hair. And he he talks so I don't know. You would never think that he was a partier. No. <laughs> right. 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 Look, oh, looks right. can be deceiving. I had a I had a fro. Believe it or oh, not. No. <laughs> no, I don't want pictures. I don't want pictures. Story. Yeah. Wow. I don't know if I believe that. So Jen, so Jen, I know you like dew points. Uh, and I was looking here, is, is this correct? You've been labeled the dew point diva? Yes. Is that, is that correct? So you knew who gave me that nickname? Jeff Morrow. Jeff So we were um, co-anchors for about a year or two and he was just like, stop it with the dew points. And so <laughs> after a while, that's what he called me. And I'm, I'm truly not a diva, although I guess, Maybe some people don't believe me, but I'm not a diva. No, she's not. <laughs> um, I just think they're really useful and very underappreciated. Don't you guys agree? I agree, Jen. Hundred percent. I agree. You could tell so much by a dew point. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's a awesome. If I had one piece of weather every day, that's what I would want. And yeah. I could, if I could only get one thing, that's I could deal deal with that. Yeah. That's all you need, really. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Wow. So where's dew point depression in this whole thing then? Oh. oh god well i mean it's when she can't talk matters. about it yeah. Yeah. it's a dew point depression mm -hmm. to get depressed yeah tell 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 me a little bit about so obviously you've you've in your career had to follow a lot of different storms i guess tell me what what's the hardest storm that you've had to follow closely um and and why would you say that was the one that really hit home um uh, well, obviously Katrina, and I think that's most people's answer at the Weather Channel because it was, you know, just such a severe event. And for me, I was just pretty young. I mean, I was in my twenties, upper twenties, um, and hadn't had a lot of experience on TV just yet, and just trying to figure out the right way to present the urgency, gather the data. And this was really before there was a ton of information out there on the internet. I mean, right now you can get everything right yeah. um, but just trying to find what was closed what was um what was happening not just from a weather standpoint but from a news standpoint all of that information was not as quick to come in as um, it is today so there was that challenge um and just you know sort of grasping the magnitude of the human disaster that was happening and dealing with that at the same time as trying to communicate it on tv mm -hmm. yeah pre-twitter pre-facebook yeah yeah Pre everything with, you know, people weren't Snapchatting and Instagramming. Right. Do you think that's your biggest challenge still today, Jen, that it's that balance of of being calm, but at the same time, the urgency that people need to, you know, adhere to? Yes. And not um, and, and, and being urgent appropriately. Sometimes I just think my personality is when I 
when I feel scared for a weather situation, um, I'm not loud. I'm not, you know, I just, I talk fast and that doesn't necessarily get the word out. So it's like, it's just making sure you communicate appropriately. And that's, you know, really hard to do when you've got your feelings involved along with, you know, the weather that you're trying to um, forecast. Are you nervous now? Am I talking fast? Oh gosh! Oh, <laughs> oh man, it's you. <laughs> so, so Jen, you mentioned you mentioned that you you know you sometimes have to fight with Cantori over during the tropical update. Do you guys get to decide that, or is that something that like management will tell you, or, or do you guys kind of you know get freedom to decide oh, that? He wins every time. He always he wins oh. everything. <laughs> um, Although Jen could take him, I bet yeah. Jen could take him. I think so. We too. share. We actually we yeah. share. I mean, it, he does actually get the tropical update all the time, but we everything else we try to you know, every other day kind of thing and be as fair as possible because we all want to talk about the active weather. Yeah. Right. So how does that work? Did you, I mean, how do you like, Hey, there's six categories. I'll take that one. I'll take that one. I'll take, and you get the rest or how does that work? Well, the producer, the producer of the show, you know, putting together the rundown basically assigns it. And so it's just, you know, it's like, oh, you know, so-and-so did this segment yesterday. We'll switch today kind of deal. It's truly so as fair as could possibly be. Cantori's yeah. paying yeah. people off early. Is that the deal? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Extra case. I get, there, I get there first. I should be bringing coffee and donuts every day. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say that, Jen. You shouldn't have said that now. Jim's listening. <laughs> He's gonna come in tomorrow. Where's my donut? Perfect. You're gonna listen to us anyway. It's all right. (laughs) He might. You don't know, especially since Jen's on. He might be watching. Yeah. Well, he's always on Twitter, so I'm sure he saw it come through. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So, Jen, when you were in school, did you have a lot of um, other like females in the meteorology program? Because I'm looking, I'm trying to think back, and there were a few women in atmospheric science with me, Mm -hmm. but it was definitely probably a quarter. A quarter to like. Sorry, we have a little of men. Oh, hello, girls. Hey, hey. <laughs> we're <laughs> celebrating <laughs> women and girls in science. Yes. Yeah. 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 Participants right here, so I'm proud of them for that. Yeah. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. Um, and which, by the way, we need to talk, talk about that later because I was overall underwhelmed with how many kids did the science fair. But that that's another topic to answer yeah. the um the question that Dina um, posed. I would say there was 45 students in my graduating class and there was less than 10 women, right? Really? Yeah. But we all, I mean, the class as a whole really worked together well. Um, But I would say especially the women sort of, you know, supported each other pretty well to Mm -hmm. to get through um, the hard curriculum. You know, it's it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm really happy to see even like with my kids are in elementary school and they have a whole STEM program now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm happy to see, you mm-hmm. know, that there's more attempt at least to get not only boys, but girls too, in actual science. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. yeah I, I remember, mm-hmm. I think maybe there was three or four in just in my class, women and the rest were men. So I and I, I don't think it's a college problem. I think the problem is much younger. They just didn't want to. Yeah. They just, right. maybe just didn't want it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So it's the question it's is why they used to get <laughs> meteorology. Before mm-hmm. that, not at that point, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Jen, do you like going out in the field? I do. And, you know, um, Kim, that's pretty more recent for me because yeah. when we worked together, I was always in studio. Um, and one thing I really had to work on to get out in the field was just to make my whole 
presence bigger so that the weather didn't swallow me up. And so that's something I have been working on for years and I I feel like it's getting better. Obviously they're sending me out. So I guess it is. Um, And I think there's no better way to truly understand the, and communicate the weather that you're forecasting than to experience it. Right. So Mm -hmm. um, I feel like it's made everything about my presentation better just by being out in the weather. So do you prepare like on the plane, you know, when do you do your preparation before, you know, you, you get up early probably and look up stats, things like that. So what, yeah. what, what's your protocol? What do you do to get when ready? I, when I go out, um, yeah. because I don't usually know where I'm going until the last minute. So it's on the plane. I mean, before while I'm packing, I'm Googling things just to find out local tidbits about the area and just know, you know, specific logistics about, you know, how the storm is going to affect that local area. Um, and, you know, often we're going out a day or two before the event happens. And so that's right. helpful. So I can kind of ramp up a little bit. That's good. But, you know, I'm sitting at my desk in my hotel room with my, you know, glass of wine that I get from yeah. room service for the bar <laughs> down there. Yeah. Yeah. On those little you pieces betcha. of paper taking lots of notes. Yeah, I bet. Before you go on the air, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Relax, man. It, it, it loosens it up, you know? Yeah. It loosens the you up. No judging. No she judging. doesn't talk as fast, okay? All right. I'll close it down. <laughs> it's wow, so raining. I imagine it's, it's. I imagine it's. How tough is it to coordinate, like, with the girls? Like, does Neil take over when you're gone? What happens? It's a it's a family effort because my yeah. sister lives nearby and she really helps out um, tremendously awesome. when I'm out of town. Neil. Um, he, we sort of have it arranged right now where he does all the mornings and I do all the afternoons and evenings and that works out really well. But then when I go out of town, everything sort of gets turned upside down. So, um, I've had nannies and my sister and it just, my kids are, my kids are amazingly amenable to anything. So they're very flexible. Oh, that's great. I think it's great for kids. Really. Especially, you know, and I have boys and you have girls, but I think it's good to have your children see you working hard. Yeah. Knowing that women can work hard and, and get ahead too. Mm-hmm. One oh, of my, my favorite um, situations or stories about this was Hurricane Matthew. And it was happening over my daughter's 10th birthday. And we had oh. a big, you know, double digits. And we had a big skating party planned. Oh. And um, I got, they asked me to go out and I really wanted to go. I mean, this was Hurricane Matthew. In, at the, you know, at the time it was a Cat 5, but I really didn't want to miss her birthday. And I yes. said, I'll go, but you know, can I come back on Thursday? The party was yeah. on Friday. And they said yes, but I, you know, I knew that they were never, there was no intention of bringing yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Sorry, Jen, we can't get you a flight. And so I remember that Thursday, just having a long text conversation back and forth with, with Kelly. And um, I knew at the same time, she was actually texting with her teacher because I had all her texts coming to my phone. So I could see, I could see what was happening. Um, and it was very mature and her teacher helped her just sort of, you know, work through her feelings. Um, and she, Kelly texted me back and said, mom, I know you've got to help people and make sure that they know what's coming. So please stay there. Aww. We'll celebrate my birthday another time. Yeah. And That's I was in killer. tears, you know, yeah. right. That's yeah. cool. she, got a, she must've got a good present. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey Jen, is that the daughter behind you with the butcher knife? Is that the one that you know? <laughs> hey jen uh, do us a favor how can our listeners find and follow you on social media all right so that's easy on twitter it's jen carfagno 
and same thing on Instagram and Snapchat. Oh gosh, I never do Snapchat, so don't worry about that. I was that. gonna say, damn, yeah. you're a Snapchatter. Don't do Snapchat. <laughs> Snapchat. Yeah, Snapchat you guys sucks. tried Snapchat? I mean, Snapchat it's terrible. Is, it's hard. I'm a it's millennial hard. and it's terrible. I hate it. <laughs> terrible. All right, Jim is one of the most recognized faces in weather, known for his live reports from severe weather events. Now he has covered every major event during the past 25 years, um, including Hurricane Katrina and Irene and Superstorm Sandy. He's a native White River Junction, Vermont. And uh, Jim graduated with a bachelor's degree in meteorology from Linden State College in Lindenville, Vermont, um, where he returns each year to work with students in the meteorology program. The Weather Channel hired Jim out of college and he first appeared on air back in July of 1986. That's crazy, Jim. Well, we sure love having you here today. Yeah. And maybe some people out there don't know the story of how you got into weather. Why don't you share that story with us? Gosh, grow, first of all, growing up in New England, uh, if you don't like the weather, <laughs> you're in big trouble because it's, <laughs> it's in your face uh, all year round. And, you know, it was interesting because I was always out in it. I was always playing around outside, especially when it stormed. I loved going outside when it was stormy. And anyway, so one day my dad sat down with me in my senior year of high school. He goes, all right, son, what are you going to do for the rest of your life? <laughs> I said, I don't know, dad, um, be a fireman, electrician. Yeah, so my dad said, why don't you study the weather? You're a freak oh. of those. You leave the barn light on, wait for the first flakes. You go shovel the sidewalk for your mother so she can get to work in the morning. <laughs> Students call you to see if they're going to go to school tomorrow morning. Oh, so, that's cool. You know, oh. You've got to wake up for the next 50 years of your life every morning. You better love what you do. Yeah. It was that simple. It was that Not simple. Right. That's how the whole thing started. Well, did you originally think TV or were you thinking uh, behind the scenes stuff or what? I didn't know. I didn't. I actually, you know, actually thought about Air Force, to, to be oh, honest. Is that right, Jim? I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, I did. I actually was involved in the ROTC program a little bit. We would have to cart from Linden State all the way over to Burlington, where they met every Thursday night. How, how did, Kim, how did you not know that With a few guys, Jim had uh, an interest in the uh, Air Force? How did you not know that? I don't know. You know I didn't either. It's very possible he told me, but I didn't remember. <laughs> I mean, you know, come on. <laughs> well, Kim, Kim, given the fact that you read my intro off my bio instead of yeah. just kind of off-cuffed it, I'm a little, you know, I just want to point that out. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, I know. Isn't that terrible? Well, the boss gave me this sheet. And I was like, okay, I'll read this. So, nice. <laughs> it's all good. Jim, I got to ask you one thing because my one of my favorite Weather Channel commercials is the one where you go to the beach as oh, leisurely yeah. time, leisure time, and then everybody sees you and freaks out and takes off. But I kind of wonder, like, when people see you, even when you're on vacation, do people actually think there's a storm? They do. They, they do. do. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, even for really annoying. I mean, guys, it's it's kind of crazy, actually. You know. People send me these posts from from Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. You know, uh oh, Jim's coming to town. It's about to get real. <laughs> oh no, is Cantori here? I'm not worried till Cantori shows up. Yeah. It's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. But yeah, people <laughs> yeah. always wonder when I show up in a town what what's going down. Yeah. Well, based on that, when when did the um, you know I'm kind of curious when did that whole the the quote unquote celebrity weather guy when when did that kind of do you know like that point that that happened 
and or you know when did you notice that it's like all right this is getting kind of over the top uh i can't be jim anymore <laughs> i mean did well, you know I mean, there's a all, that that I'll, started happening? I'll say i'm always going to be jim because i mean <laughs> i don't take myself very seriously <laughs> i mean i'm just listen my my and tim knows this too and dina knows it uh my i want to get the forecast right that means so much yes. to me to get it right and to you get do. The out yeah. there that people understand uh, the celebrity thing, I don't know, maybe in the 2000s, you know, we started having the hurricanes in the 90s. Uh, then, of course, 2004, 2005, we were all yeah. over the place in those seasons. So that, that's when I would say. But um, again, you know, our mission on the Weather Channel has always been to get it right. Uh, and it's wonderful to go to work every morning and, and realize you're a service that helps people. They really get, mm -hmm. trust me, at three o'clock in the morning, you need something to get you out of bed, just a little extra kicker. Uh, it's not the Tito's. It's the it's that, it's that you're doing a service. It's the, yeah. Doing a service. Yeah. I guess I guess that leads into my next question: Is what's your favorite part? What was your favorite part about you know your job, and has that changed in the past ten years, or and where do you see yourself going in the future? Gosh, that's a that's a loaded one. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I really miss working with Forbes. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. I, I you know great. John Hope was my original mentor. Mm -hmm. and John taught me about compassion. When John had something to say about a storm, you didn't even have to have the volume up. All you had to do was look at him and you knew what he was feeling about. You could just tell and you could tell he cared about people. So, you know, John was wonderful. And he said, you know, frankly, being from Vermont and Linden State, I didn't know anything about the tropics. <laughs> he looked at me one day and he goes, Cantori, your, your tropical updates need a lot of work. <laughs> he said that? There you go. And, and I, and of course, I was crushed. Yeah. I was, and I'm like, I got to learn the tropics. I got to learn this stuff. So I, you know, I, I, I bared down and, and I learned it. Um, you know, sadly, John passed away uh, in the early 2000s, and and I, and I was still working mornings. Then I started shifting to the afternoons and evenings, and uh, you know, having having to work besides Forbes, and during a severe weather outbreak. Yeah. And watching him work the radar and look at stuff and know it's going to tornado or hail or produce a, you know, damaging wind gust was just, I was just in awe of this guy. Yeah. And it got to the point where we, we were on the air. I was like, you know what? We don't have to have just one market to ourselves. We can handle the whole thing. Anything that pops up, John and I can handle it on the air. And, and we, and it was wonderful. I mean, people really loved watching us and I really missed that. Yeah. Oh, I know. Cause he just retired, yeah. like semi-retired. So, and then you went to morning. So, and he was working evenings, right? Is that right. Yeah. Dr. Forbes? They, they yeah. put me in the mornings about a year and a half, two years ago. Uh, you know, for, let me tell you something. First of all, Forbes says he's retired. <laughs> yeah. You know, at three twenty-three in the morning, when one of my first emails is, is uh, Forbes is Torcons and his severe <laughs> out. Like, yeah, you're retired. All right. Yeah. <laughs> sure you are. Yeah. Sure. It's in his blood. He'll he'll be in sure, it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, yeah. in terms of where we go from here, you know what? I mean, gosh, <laughs> we made it. This is it. I mean, I love doing the weather on the Weather Channel. I, yeah. I, when, I, when I show up, I want to make sure it's for a purpose. I, want, I don't want no one's ever told me to have that. I have to hype the weather when I get to the coast. <laughs> if it's going to be a dud, it's going to be a dud. That's the yeah. way it goes. Yeah. Take it or leave it. But if it's going to be a big deal, I want everybody to be prepared and, and get ready to do what they got to do. So I'll keep so, doing it. Yeah. So like, <laughs> you awesome. know, you, you don't see after you think you'll be at the Weather Channel for the next 
10, 20 years, Jim, or you see yourself doing something different than that? God, Kim, tell me where TV is going to be in five years. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Oh, you need to be gosh. with us on this uh, podcast. <laughs> there you go. We'll yeah. take you, Jim. Uh-huh. You know, one of the, if I were to leave, if I were to leave, I really love sports and weather. There's yeah. so much sports and weather out there. Uh, you know, think about the dependence on weather with NASCAR, uh, you know, baseball games. We still see thousands of people in the stands during lightning. Uh, you know, if, if I could do something like that with sports and weather, that, that would probably be the avenue if it was the right opportunity. Gosh, that's two mm-hmm. things you love. I could see that. So Jim, when did, you know, you, you're kind of, you, you're known for a lot of things, but I feel like what you're most known for is going to a place and, and doing like a live, um, like reporting shot. How, how did, how did that start out? Like how did, cause it, you, first you were, you know, an on-air meteorologist in the station. Um, yeah. you know, who did they come to you and just ask you to come out in the field or did you volunteer for that? Or cause you know, honestly, that's, my kind of dream job of being able to go out in the elements and experience it. Um, so, you know, to someone who wants to possibly pursue that, how did, how did that happen? So what year were you born, Brady? <laughs> what, what was it? 90 what? 1994. <laughs> okay. So before you were born. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. This is a true story guys. Um, they asked me to go cover the second landfall of Andrew. Wow. Really? And it, and it probably took me about three seconds because first of all, I had to actually believe I couldn't believe they asked me to go out in the field because I was so jacked. I wanted to go out for my first time. Okay. Of course, it was a big, of course. And I remembered what it did to Dennis Smith yeah. in, in, uh, in Miami because he went through, you know, when it was a five. He's the only Weather Channel meteorologist, by the way, to go through a cat five. Okay, that's a little trivia yeah. for you. Uh, so I actually did go and, and cover it in Louisiana. I went to Baton Rouge. And guys, seriously, the storm stalled. We go to bed. It's about 11 o'clock at night. I'm going to say about 4 o'clock in the morning. And I'm not kidding. My air conditioner. This was back when they had the air conditioners in the windows. It blew, <laughs> it blew in my hotel room. Oh, and it was sitting wow. in the middle of my floor. No way. In the middle of my floor. Seriously. Oh, my God. And I'm like, you guys kidding me. It's come. I go to the window. I'm looking out. It's like the Fourth of July out there. Right? <laughs> no. I call my producer. I'm like, we got to go live. We got to go live. It's coming in. It's coming in. So we were. On, I think that was one of the earliest times we've been on the air live. Uh, we. I think we got on about four thirty-five. Yeah. And you know, we stayed on till about noon. But it was. It was great. It was all happening. We had local police stop by and talk to us and tell us how it was going. The power outages. The issues around Baton Rouge. So. Uh, that was just, my first one. And just kind of snowballed from there. And it just kind of snowballed from there. Anybody want to take a guess on which number Cindy was for me? Tropical Storm Cindy, in terms of how many I've covered now? Um, oh, gosh. You guys don't mind if I leave. 27. I say um, 35, 41. <laughs> I'm just kidding. 48. I don't know. 40, anybody in the 90s? What? <laughs> Come on. Brady was born fair. in the 90s. Right? That's not fair, man. Come on. Yeah, no, no. So you got a little catching up to do, kid. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. So, so 91. Jim, out of all the storms, which one's the, probably the most, I, I don't want to say memorable, but the one that really like gut wrenched. Impact. You know, because I would think maybe Katrina or something. I know you were out there. Right. Uh, absolutely right. 
it's the first, I mean, Katrina was awful. We were told we were at 27 feet uh, at the Armed Forces Retirement Home. They didn't evacuate wow. our vets. We spent the we spent the trip with them. Next thing I know, the next morning, literally within 15 minutes of being out in the parking lot, coming in, grabbing a bite to eat, and heading back out, the water's starting to come in the building. Wow. So if I've ever learned anything about storm surge, it's how fast the water can come up. It's un yeah. it comes up by the feet per seconds. Okay. It can really, come up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely amazing. So, so at that point it wasn't about the TV. It was about getting our heroes uh, upstairs and, and out of the water because everything was on the first floor, all the medicine, the, you know, the mess hall, everybody was down there eating. And, and once that water started coming in, it was about getting everybody upstairs. And thank God we had about 25 Navy CB, CBs, which is the uh, land-based unit of the Navy with us. Yeah. because they were oh, they were in charge of, of, of keeping track of the vets and helping them move but we helped them yeah we just you know at that at that point we lost everything we lost our satellite truck it, it's about getting yeah. the vets upstairs now yeah, yeah. you're like that a first great. responder at that point yeah right. exactly mm -hmm. <laughs> wow so how much jim how much uh storm chasing have you done out in the plains and do you right. have a memorable story there I got a chance to go out with Timmer a couple of years ago. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. He, he's, he's, a, he's a wild dude. I mean, he really, <laughs> he really is, but he, he's got a, he's got a knack for doing it. He really does. He really has a knack for doing it. And uh, I mean, we, it was the Edmonds tornado, the Oklahoma tornado. It was a day before more. If you oh, remember, gosh, yeah. oh my gosh. we had Edmonds come right across the interstate, literally developed right over the top of us started as, as a rope and then became this wedge actually uh, that afternoon. So it was, that was pretty awesome. Since then um, we've, we've <laughs> had some issues where, uh, you know, they just don't send us out anymore to, to go chase. Right. And I mean, I miss it. Uh, yeah, I, I do, yeah. but I'll go, I'll be out there again someday. I promise you. It's just not while I'm employed. <laughs> <laughs> Tornadoes aren't going anywhere, Jim. Trust me. They're, they're not exactly. Me, Thank you. I think, Jim, if you want your way, I think you're the one guy who can get it. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I think yeah. so. I've learned that lawyers are very powerful. Really? <laughs> uh, media. Wow. So anyway. You know, I've There's, seen a lot of crazy interactions. I remember that one live shot you had where the guy ran up to you and you kind of, you know, <laughs> but like, what's really, was it that, or was it that, what's the craziest interaction you've had with somebody out in the field? I mean, I'm going to say, and actually probably what led to the college, uh, the, the college of Charleston interaction issue was what happened in Lincoln <laughs> the year before. You know, this guy came up behind me and just kind of mauled me, you know, he's all over me and I'm just, shaking him off doing the live shot and once once he left and i you know and i finished my shot i just i just absolutely lost it mentally yeah. i i put the, I, I took my mic off i turned the camera away and i just like screamed and yelled and i say that will never ever happen again yeah i have had it with that yeah. i've had it with that yeah. so from that from that point on i mean the radar has been on and so I'm, I'm kind of always anticipating what, what may happen. But Weather Channel's been <laughs> like, okay. Out of the college, just say. <laughs> yeah, they're like storm chasing, no, college live shots, no. <laughs> yeah, they're just keep whittling down the options. But you know what, guys? Have you seen the videos, though, of recent 
of, of reporters that have been out in the field and they've been accosted, if you will. Uh, yeah. Everybody's fighting back now. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's, yeah. Guys, have there's, to. there's reporters decking other people <laughs> doing it. Yeah. So good. Carry a big I mean, stick. I don't, come into, I don't come into people's office and, and maul them while they're yeah. doing their work. Yeah. Okay? So I don't expect <laughs> them to do it to me. It's yeah. all about getting on television and right. you know, having all those views on, you know, and sending it to their friends. You know, that's what it is right. today. I would think twice about mauling you. You're a big dude. You got <laughs> muscles. Exactly. You know? It'd be one thing if it was like me or Kim. It's just that I just, it's not really good when I get angry. It's just yeah. not. It's not <laughs> Hulk out. Don't Hulk yeah. out. You're not the but Italian stallion for nothing. Because you know that'd be all over YouTube and Twitter of me like, or somebody just whacking the hell out of somebody <laughs> yes, it was. yeah and you know All what? Right, well trust me uh if it happens again i mean i'm not afraid to retaliate and i don't think yeah. it ever should be oh, yeah. um oh yeah i don't you got to defend right. yourself we well, got on, you back jim on that uh whack the hell note uh we're gonna go ahead <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. You can watch our bi-weekly show live on youtube.com slash stormfrontfreaks and download the audio version on your favorite podcast player. For links to our Patreon team of exclusive benefits, show notes, past shows, new videos, merchandise, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you're there, check out our interactive chaser radar from our friends at zoomradar.com. If you'd like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. Search for Stormfront Freaks. We'd love to hear from you. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.